This Day in Crime is released every day, Monday through Saturday. For ad-free listening and exclusive bonus content, subscribe to Tenderfoot Plus at tenderfootplus.com or on Apple Podcasts. Let's start the show. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Todd McComas, and I broke my diet this weekend. I've been on a strict intermittent fasting diet for the last two weeks, every day, 16 hours without food and eight hours with food that's good for me. Well, what had happened was Saturday night, I consumed 300 milligrams of a perfectly legal appetite enhancer that also makes TV way funnier to watch. And at some point during the night, I got on DoorDash and ordered one of everything. My order was so expensive, DoorDash offered me shares in the company instead. So no more Delta 9 gummies for me. Not until I hit my target weight. Now let's find out what's happening in the world of crime. An update on the dog napping of Onyx. A killer booked on a misdemeanor. Hootie and the purple pill. Crime doesn't pay to shoot a predator. Revenge sex gone wrong until death do us part. All coming up on this day in crime. We're starting today's show off with some good news. Emphasis on the word some. And it comes in the form of an update on a story I covered last Monday. Remember Onyx, the cutest French bulldog of all time? The French bulldog who was dognapped from a Los Angeles Chipotle? The French bulldog whose hero owner, Ali Zacharias, ended up riding on the hood of the dognapper's car for five blocks as they sped away with Onyx in tow? Well, the LAPD made an arrest in Onyx's case on Saturday. 21-year-old Sadie Slater, a name way too good for a dog napper, was booked for robbery and is being held on a $70,000 bond. Evidently, this case got such a spotlight put on it that the U.S. Marshals jumped in once Slater was identified and worked throughout the night to locate her and take her into custody. I can't find information yet that explains what role Slater played in the dog napping, because if you remember, there was a crew of four, but investigators are hoping she will lead them to Onyx. That's right, I said some good news because Onyx has not yet been located. But obviously this is promising news, so let's keep our fingers crossed that Onyx and his mom, Allie, are reunited soon. I feel like dog nappers should have to wear Snoopy pajamas in prison. If you agree, write your legislators. We have a trio of celebrities featured in this episode, so watch out TMZ. We have arrived. If you watched the Grammys last night, you watched rap artist Killer Mike win three Grammy Awards, including his first in more than two decades. If you were on social media afterward, you saw him being escorted from the arena in handcuffs. A police spokesperson said his arrest stemmed from an altercation inside the arena that afternoon before the show began. Killer Mike, whose real name was Michael Render, I wonder which name he used on his mugshot slate, was booked on a misdemeanor and later released on his own recognizance. This incident marks the first time an artist was arrested at an internationally televised awards show for acts committed at the event. Will Smith couldn't be reached for comment, and he might have blocked me on Instagram. 
Sometimes the wheels of justice move slow. One could say slower than a wagon wheel, especially if one needed to make reference to a specific song for a comedic segue. Country artist Darius Rucker, the artist formerly known as Hootie, was arrested in Nashville, Tennessee on drug charges. Drug charges that stem from an incident that occurred a year ago. Rucker was pulled over in Franklin, Tennessee on February 19th of last year for a traffic violation. Officers said they smelled the odor of marijuana coming from inside his truck and searched the interior. There they found 14 unstamped grayish and purple pills in a weed pen. They also found a blunt on Rucker's person. Big deal, right? Well, they did let him go, but they also seized the pills and sent them off to the state lab for analysis. And their state lab must be on a serious backlog because the results came back a full year later as positive for psilocybin otherwise known as shrooms, a Schedule I controlled substance. Rucker was arrested on two counts of simple possession or casual exchange of a controlled substance and one count of violation of Tennessee's vehicle registration law. All three charges are misdemeanors and he was released after posting a $10,500 bond on the very same day. I don't know if you remember this or not, but Tennessee's state lab was in the news late last year for being way behind on getting sexual assault kits examined. So it's extra impressive to see that they're willing to devote so much time, effort, and resources into heinous crimes like this. I'd hate to see anyone go unpunished for a pocket full of shrooms, famous or not. Rucker's ex-girlfriend comedian Kate Quigley wasn't overly sympathetic either. Hours after the news broke, she posted a bikini selfie on X with the caption, Mood when you hear your D-bag ex got arrested. Hashtag karma. She has since deleted that post. As well she should, because it's hashtag hurtful. If you're a Tinderfoot Plus subscriber, keep enjoying your ad-free experience. For everyone else, we'll be right back after this break. Do you ever wish you could become a detective and help find the clues to the case? How about all of that in a mobile game that you can take anywhere? In June's Journey, each scene leads to a new thrilling storyline. Uncover the mystery of June's sister's murder and find out about scandalous family secrets. The gameplay lets you find hidden clues as you investigate a murder mystery. Escape to a bygone age of mystery, danger, and romance. Let your imagination run wild when decorating your island estate and collect scraps of information to fill your photo album and learn more about each character. Whether you're craving a good mystery or looking for an escape, you can immerse yourself in the world of June Parker. June's Journey is a hidden object mystery game with a captivating detective story taking you back to the glamour of the 1920s with a diverse cast of characters. Each new scene takes you further through a thrilling murder mystery story that sets the main protagonist, June Parker, on a quest to solve the murder of her sister and uncover her family's many secrets. I travel so much while working that I personally love to play it while sitting around airports with all that free time I have. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. I think all of us are familiar with the saying, crime doesn't pay. And while I believe that saying to be true, I definitely think crime shouldn't pay a debt incurred from the commission of a previous crime. Confused? Here's what happened. 
On January 12th, officers in Lawrenceville, Georgia, took a report of items stolen from inside a Dodge Charger. Among those items was the owner's credit card. And according to investigators, that stolen credit card was used at a gas station, a restaurant, and the probation department. Authorities identified 20-year-old Jalen Savion Klein as the man responsible for those fraudulent charges. That's right, this criminal mastermind used a stolen credit card to pay his probation fees. So in case you're not tracking, this guy was on probation for past criminal convictions. So that means a judge allowed him to be on probation in lieu of being incarcerated in prison and he smashed out the window of a car, stole a credit card from said car, and then used that stolen credit card to pay his probation fees. That's like surviving a plane crash and then going skydiving with the parachute made from Kleenex. What are you doing? You might as well have broken into prison. You were free. Make sure you remember the name Jalen Savion Klein because this Rhodes Scholar is definitely in the running for the dumbest criminal of 2024. Chris Hansen doesn't have shit on this guy. A Texas man has been charged with murder after allegedly posing as a minor to meet and kill a convicted sex offender. According to the Houston Police Department, in May 2023, 22-year-old James Spencer III shot and killed 37-year-old Sean Connery Showers. Police claim Showers approached the vehicle in the early morning hours of May 29th and was shot by the suspect, who at the time was unidentified. Upon further investigation, police arrested Spencer, who they claim admitted to the killing. Spencer allegedly claimed to be a minor online in order to lure Showers in under the guise of a sexual encounter. A little background on Showers, he pleaded guilty to possessing child sex abuse material in 2009 and was sentenced to 30 months in prison. Sean Connery Showers was charged again in 2019 for failing to register as a sex offender. Such a tragic story because you know when his parents named him Sean Connery, they had higher aspirations. Let's let these last two stories be a lesson for all of us. Marriage ain't easy. All marriages have their ups and downs, but if you find things have gone past the point of no return, just get a divorce. Divorces are very easy to get nowadays. I get them all the time. But my point is, no marital issue or problem is worth going to prison for. Here's what happened in the first story. Allison Lee Chardine, a 38-year-old Minnesota mother of two, was taking a staycation with their family at a hotel in Roseville. She and her husband had an argument at some point during the night, so she went downstairs to soak in the hot tub. Well, also in the hotel was a boys' youth hockey team from Colorado. And evidently, two of the players, who were both 15, found themselves engaged in hot tub conversation with Mrs. Chardine. And during that conversation, I guess one of the boys provided her with his Snapchat info because after she got back to her room, she sent him a snap saying she and her husband were in a fight and asked if she could come to their room. They said, sure, come on down. And then she proceeded to perform sex acts on two of the boys while a third watched. And when she asked them to reciprocate, they were like, you gotta go. And she did. 
But then she later thought it would be a good idea to start stalking these two boys, drove to Colorado and showed up at one of their hockey games and started chatting them up again on her phone. The two boys reported what had happened and Mrs. Chardine was arrested on Thursday and charged with third and fourth degree criminal sexual conduct, which is way more to put your kids through than just a simple divorce. They just went from potentially two Christmases to half a Christmas. Our second story happened in Florida, so expect things to get much, much worse. 71-year-old Bertha Yalter got into an altercation with her husband at 50 years after he received an online message from his ex-girlfriend in Turkey from 60 years ago. His relationship with her was from 60 years ago, not the online message. There was no online 60 years ago, so the message was recent. And when I say altercation, I mean that she tried to murder him. Investigators said they found the alleged victim in an extremely fragile state with several serious bruises and open lacerations, as well as open bite marks that were bleeding. According to documents, she also tried to smother him with the pillow and she urinated on him. Yeah, I'd say if overreaction was a cake, urinating on him was the icing. But it's the smothering of him with a pillow that's earned her the charge of attempted murder. Now, her attorney stated that her hubby now wants to drop the charges and claims prosecutors have overcharged his client. But in domestic violence cases, the state doesn't need his cooperation to pursue charges, and evidently, parts of this attack were filmed on a cell phone, so we'll see what happens. But here's the lesson for today. Marriage counselors are cheaper than divorce attorneys, and divorce cases are cheaper than attempted murder cases. Got it? Good, because that's all I have for today. So make sure you tune in tomorrow with Laura Benson. I'll see you guys on Friday. This Day in Crime is a production of Tenderfoot TV in partnership with Odyssey, produced in association with Burning Mountain Productions. Sources for today's episode and full credits can be found in the show notes, and you can follow us on social media at This Day in Crime. We're back at it tomorrow. Thanks for listening.